With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think Dan might be stuck. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Villa View. Dan is on his way back, I'd imagine, and I'm going to fill time just until uh, Dan pops back. Um, uh, like we are here to talk about Brighton, the Brighton preview preview show, and it's one that I'm going to be honest. There's going to be a bit of soul searching, I think, within. A lot of places, I think, for this game at the weekend. We've just had the press conference from Stephen Gerrard. He's mentioned a couple of things. He knows that there's areas need to be changed. Against Watford was good. And now I think I'm frozen. No, I'm back again. Uh, he thought that some of the play against Watford was good. And and uh, as soon as Dan comes back, we're going to delve into it and see what we can get from it. Dan, you're back. Thanks for Tell you what, you're this guy can absolutely jog on. <laughs> Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong today. Internet issues all over the place today. I do mm. apologise. Sorry, Neil. I presume no. you've done all the blurb about Boohoo Man at the start. I don't know. I didn't. You? No, I oh, said come I on, Neil. it for you. <laughs> Get it together. Uh, yeah, if this show is sponsored by Boohoo Man. I mean, I'm sure they're not going to be sponsoring us again after the catastrophe that was at the start. But whilst we've got the discount code of 10% off, you may as well use it. So, yeah, code Villaview at checkout and you'll get 10% off all their stuff. Yeah, Neil Villa, about as good as my internet connection at the moment, about as stable as my internet connection as well. Maybe we can turn it around on Saturday. I'm not sure. There's something inside me that's got a bit of blind faith that we're going to go there and, and win Tunley. And I feel like this game might suit us in some kind of weird way. And we have actually beat them this season as well, which is a, which is another positive. But at the moment, because of the way Villa lie, you, just, you do worry about every game. You have to worry about it. Until we can start out spacing in midfield, it's always going to be a worry. Um, I feel like, like, I think the whole fan base has been talking about midfield for the last three years. 
whether it's been good, whether it's been bad, whether it's been passive, whether it's been we were getting nothing out of midfield. And now what we're getting out of midfield is essentially just a clogged um, situation in there. And teams are just coming. They're going to compact up the middle midfield. So Stephen Gerrard needs to get out his... uh, his his training manual and, and and try and change something up in there, you know, make sure that we can try and find space because it's no point having two really creative people receiving the ball with their back to goal inside in a mire of players, hoping that we can magic something up. Specifically, if we've got nobody running past the defenders or running past the shoulders, so it's it's going to be an interesting one against Brighton because Brighton are likely to have Dunk and Webster back, so they're like I think Webster's out. To, Webster's out. Is he out? Some good news for us. Yeah, website. I think he's actually quite critical in how Brighton build up and how they play football. They're their game plan. He's their best defender at bringing the ball out of defence yeah. and starting attacks. Very good player, Webster. But I think he's on the periphery of England at the moment from what I hear. I think they are actually looking at him quite strongly. So, you know, him not being there is is, is a good thing for us. Hmm. Treat-back system that they're going to play might give us space in behind. Um, I think, but once again, three in the back means more clogged than midfield. So you know what we're what we're uh, gaining in that aspect is only beneficial if we can get people in behind. And I, I I'm not a fan of our fullbacks getting in behind anymore because uh, it just creates uh, it creates a traffic jam at the edge of the area. What's well, that's what I've seen since Stephen Gerrard has taken over. Anyway, it just creates a traffic jam at the edge of the area. And uh, but as you say, without Adam Webster being there, you know Veltman. Shane Duffy, the Messi of the skies, as we call him, because he's unbelievable in the air. As someone we're going to need to marshal at corners is uh, is is most likely going to play there, and then obviously Lewis Dunk is going to be going to be in the centre. But you know we should be able to get something from those three centre halves if we set up well, considering the the activity and the the creativity that we have behind uh, whoever starts up front. A little bit concerned because just because of the way we've set up recently, I mean it may well change. On Saturday, there may be a few subtle tweaks because it hasn't been working in recent weeks and you think Gerard might want to tweak a few things. But Torrey Lamptey, for, for example, is a sensational right-back and Cucurella is actually having a really good season at left-back for them as well. So you could find that Ramsey and McGinn are pinned back even further than they have been against mediocre opposition in the, in the last few weeks. And that, that concerns me because we need to get them in the game. But I'm worried that because of the way Brighton play, they may end up being doing even more defending than they've been doing in recent weeks. That's true. And while you mentioned there are two fullbacks as well, um, like Lamptey, for me, has he hit the heights that he was there last, that he had last year? I think he's still a dangerous player. Uh, Target actually did a good job on him mm. in, a, in the home game. He did a really good job on him that day. He's a, he's a difficult customer. He's a tricky player to play against Lamptey because he just bombs forward and the right centre-back shifts across. So it's like us. We're talk- we obviously, we play four at the back. You know, we're playing full-backs at the moment and then the midfield is shifting across, which is mm. causing us a problem. When they have their player, there's go. Because they play three at the back, the outside centre-half shifts across. So it's a whole different mentality, really. And it feels like a better coping mechanism when your full-back comes forward than what we've got. That's exactly it. Because they've got three at the back, exactly. You've 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 hit the nail on the head. They can they can afford to do that. Veltman moves into that right back position if he's playing in the in that back three. Veltman moves in there, and just he's used to playing out there anyway. So he's exactly what our Callum Chambers would be if we set up a three at the back. You know, you'd have Ming's one side of Kanza probably in the middle. You'd have Chambers on the right, and 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 Ming's being comfortable moving into the channel there, and, and Chambers moving. In. That's the that's where Brighton would play um, at the weekend. Although. I have seen that they've been playing uh, Shane Duffy on that left-hand side. So, you know, if we are going to attack anywhere, attack behind Cucurella, 
uh, down on top of uh, Shane Duffy. And this is coming from an Irish man who loves to see him in the green of Ireland marshalling that defence. But look, we have to be honest to ourselves and say that, you know, on the ground, he's a bit of a mullocker. So, you know, get at him if we can get at him. And that's why I think potentially if we are going to make a change, I'm going to come with my first hot take. I think, Dan, we might see Leon Bailey starting that right, uh, it, it, more of a, a right uh, sided kind of number 10 maybe if we are going to try and get some width to go up the field um, he might start there and we might see Bundia maybe come off the bench later on in the game I'm going to assume Watkins starts this one as well now I don't know it's it's for me it's there is, did Gerard say anything about stuff? injuries in the press conference I haven't actually seen it I've been busy no. today so I haven't did he say because Ings was clearly limping at the, at the end of the last game so not that I remember I don't, I don't think he, he said anything about it then no I don't think he did he spent a lot of time talking about um he felt that the performance at Watford was good that we had more of the possession up until obviously they scored a goal and stuff which yeah, that 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 was that was a bit media trainee for me. <laughs> you know, it was a bit of you know I have to praise my players in public situation, but um, there wasn't anything I don't think on on injuries. Um, but I'm open to correction on that. Okay, I think you know if you're trying to Watkins suit the like I thought Ings probably suited the Watford game. I think Watkins probably suits this game because Brighton will play higher up. I think they're a bit more adventurous. I do think there'll be a bit more space out there. So, you know, through balls for Watkins, if, if, you, if you're right, and Bailey players as well, you know, that little bit of pace against Duffy on the outside could be critical for Villa. But we've got to change something because this is simply not working. We thought last week we'd see changes. We didn't. He has he has probably got to change something this, this time round. So we may see two or three changes this time, I think, but God knows who. Painted himself into a corner by saying it the last day after Newcastle. I mean, console will be one, was, won't it? That'll yeah, be one. Console for Chambers. Waltz is back in. Absolutely, Waltz is back in. I think. Um, I, I don't. I don't know if I'm if I'm in the same wavelength as a, as, as a lot of Villa Twitter, whereby it's just an assumption now that Kanza is here that he's definitely going to try Chambers in that defensive midfielder situation. Um, it's not I, I'm, I'm not there because two reasons. I, I could see it if he did it, but I'm not holding out hope for it because. There's a lot of disappointment. There will be a lot of disappointment, I think, on Saturday, regardless of whatever team goes out, because people are expecting wholesale changes more so than I think the the, the management staff are willing to make. So uh, while it could be Watkins up top, uh, it very well could be. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it really makes a difference who you start up top, unless you actually get the 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 the, the, the three in midfield, the bank of three in midfield, right. And, and what they're going to do, because if we're going to create a car park uh, at the edge of their area, we're, we're like we're, we're in for another day of it again, a day of disappointment. I'm I'm afraid. Yes, I'm not. Look, everyone's got their opinion. I've got mine. There'd be people there that say play Chambers defensive midfield, but for me, I don't see it at all. It, it, it's not for me. He isn't a midfielder. I, I watch. I've watched him bring the ball out of defence in the last couple of games. I don't think he's the answer for defensive midfield. I just don't think he'd be comfortable there. People will say he played there for Fulham. He played there for Middlesbrough. They got relegated, so you know we're not we're not immune from getting relegated this season. I just I just don't think I don't think that's the answer. I don't think the answer is there within the makeup of the squad. The answer is in the camber getting back ASAP in defensive midfield. I know people will say, "Well, if you keep doing the same things with Louise, the same thing's going to keep happening." But I honestly don't think putting James in will make any difference at all. And then you've got young Tim, Tim Oregbenum as well, who got, got the road uh, for the 23s during the week. 
Um, I think he got sent off and Ben Crescene got injured, but I think he's back. I think I read something from Ashley Priest there just before we went live. The Ben Crescene is is back in training again, so he's he's not as injured as was was taught. And he's somebody who's made the bench, but obviously wouldn't be in, in that midfield position. But there was a lot of clamour for for young Tim to to start against Watford. Um, once again, I just I just don't think a manager who like let's let's call it what it is a manager who at the at this moment in time is is is, is facing questions uh, i don't know whether you go to a 19 year old young young man in midfield when you already have one there that's been really dragging the team in midfield through the last couple of games or specifically really i suppose the leeds game and jacob ramsey i don't know don't know do you put two in there um or do you feel comfortable with it but um i could imagine I see tim getting some game time before the end of the season but uh, not until things stable, stabilise themselves, I think, within the team as it is. And and look, it, it, I suppose it has to really be called out then that, that, that there's the squad makeup or the squad building. Like We've got 21 outfield players, including Ben Christine. Um, is it Christine? Christine? I've, I've, I've done it Christine twice in two different, two different pronunciations, just in case I was wrong with the first one. <laughs> call him Benner. Benner yeah, for now. Yeah, yeah, we'd call him that. But including him, we've got uh, we've 21 outfield players, or 20 outfield players, I think. Um, in our squad so some t- some managers like to work with a small squad but we've got 25 slots there you know so from a squad um building type point of view you know we've we have what we have and we can't make any more changes to it now so we just have to roll with what we have and if if the defensive midfielder, midfielder isn't there or if the players aren't there to fit the system they're just for me you just have to tweak it until the end of the season and then get in what you need to get in or fill the gaps and where you need to fill the gaps for me. But uh, we'll see what Jared thinks at the weekend and, and and if he wants to do that. But um, it's going to have to happen soon. Yeah, Ryan Faulkner just said that he just popped up on the screen about playing a wider 4-3-3. Mm. The problem is, is that I've said this on other podcasts, I can't remember if I've said it on the Villa View or not, that if Gerard suddenly rips up what he's doing, the players would sit there and and, and lose a little bit of faith, I would think. I don't think you can win in, in in that kind of situation because he's obviously got a way of playing that he believes in that he's worked at Rangers and he's he's had it here as well so far for Villa. He suddenly rips that up and does it completely differently. I mean, we changed formation twice at the weekend. I thought we looked worse both times we changed. We went four two three one for a bit and we went four four two towards the end of the game. And I definitely thought we were worse when we changed formation. If he suddenly moves away from those two number tens, people will say he doesn't doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't doesn't believe in his methods. I feel like as a manager, you can't really win in that situation. I think, I think people would would swallow it a bit more if the fullbacks weren't the weren't the highest people in the field. Like if they yeah. weren't like like Lucas Dino was the was the highest position person um, on average against Watford, and and that it's an issue. It's it, it really is an issue because he's a guy that's in there to cross the ball, and when he's up there, he's creating. He's he's almost creating a di- he's not even creating a diversion. He's more or less pinpointing what we're going to do or telegraphing what we're going to do because the two boys in, in, in on the inside are, were were on each other's toes and Danny Ings was in between them. So I just don't know. I just I, there's something there's I genuinely really feel and I know the fans won't believe me. I feel that there's small changes to be made made to to how the players maybe interpret the tactics. I'm not saying that it's all the tactic and it's, or it's all the players. But there has to be give and take in this as well, because there's no way that players wouldn't use their own, like they're playing the game long enough that they wouldn't use their own intelligence to run off the defense, off the shoulder of a defender to try and open things up. And we're not even seeing that at the moment. And and that for me is what's perplexing is that oh, we're not doing the basics. Well. Ranks. 
We're not doing the basics at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no one's breaking ranks from from the formation as such. It doesn't seem to me anyway that they are, or maybe they are completely breaking ranks, and that's why we're 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 clogging everything up in midfield. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm going to knock this on the head, I think, so I'm having massive trouble with the internet today. I've already done one podcast this morning that was an absolute car crash, and it's continuing with this. I've, I'm just about picking up what Neil's saying, but I'm not getting everything. So before we do go, Neil, are Aston Villa going to break this torrid run on Saturday and win the game? I'm going to go. I, I, I think they will. I think they will. Wow. After me being as negative as I've probably ever been on a podcast for the last 28 minutes or last 15 minutes or whatever it is, I think Villa are going to win this game. Uh, at the weekend and you mentioned 2-0 at the start of the podcast and that's, I've been I've been almost joking with people saying Villa are going to come up with it, come out of this with 2-0 win at the weekend I think we'll score two goals but maybe it might be a 2-1 win um, is when I'm going to revise my uh, my result down to but I, I think you all you have to go into any every game specifically against Brighton we've beaten them three times out of the last six Brighton are the, are the epitome Dan Brighton are the epitome of, of um, steady eddiness when you think about it like I was only talking to t- talking to producer Adam beforehand, and in eighteen nineteen, Brighton finished seventh. They won nine games, drew nine games, lost twenty. And then what they did is they figured out how to turn games that they're losing into draws. And while they didn't rock it up the table, they became a lot more stable within the league. And then in nineteen twenty, they won nine, drew fourteen, last last fifteen. I lost you at the start with the dates because you said eighteen nineteen. So I was literally thinking in eighteen nineteen, not not season. 2018, 2019. I thought you were talking about 18, 19. I thought, what? What are you going on about? I'm sure they weren't even formed at that point. Going back to the, but Brighton were formed. Yeah. How do you know that? And why are they talking about it? Really weird. I was like, this is what happens when I'm late and everyone gets talking. They talk about really weird things. But yeah. Okay. I understand what you're trying to say. And Villa at the moment have only drawn three games this season. Yeah. Incredible, really. So we turned five of those losses into draws and we have an 888. Um, eight wins, eight draws, eight losses. I think is what we would have then. You know, everybody's kind of looking up the league, and that's we've had that problem since we since we've rejoined the the, the Premier League. We've had that problem of not turning losses into draws, and, and you know, it's the only way of creating stability because it's very roller coastery for Aston Villa at the moment. And uh, you know, it's it's Brighton are probably like while nobody's going to be enamoured with finishing seventeenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, and while they're ninth in the league at the moment, um, they've lost three of their last four games. So, yeah. you know, it's it, drawing games will keep you in this league. And, and I'm not saying we sh- that's what we should be looking for, but it'll keep you stable within this league. And, and uh, you know, if we if we just get gritty and start drawing games between now and the end of the season, um, you know, at least it might stop the rot. But I think Villa will win 2-1 uh, at the weekend uh, against Brighton. Love the blind faith on the same. I think they're going to win as well, based on absolutely nothing. Life is a roller coaster, as you say, and it's fair to say this has been a bit of a roller coaster as well, because I've only heard half of what Neil has said, but I'm sure it was all very, very good. Thanks ever so much for joining us. I'm about to go and give the router an absolute smashing. Do join us again. We'll have a post match pint at some point Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, depending on how it goes. If it's a, if it's a bad one again, I think we might wait a few days. But thanks ever so much for tuning in. Thanks to Boohoo Man for continuing to sponsor us. And as ever, up the villa sports social podcast network hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.